Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Date Night In. Get 10% off your first date by visiting diapersanddisciples.com slash date. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 10. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. Have you gone from making disciples to making mac and cheese? From changing the world to changing diapers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was going to be the tagline of the show. It really was. Have you gone from making disciples to making mac and cheese? From changing the world to changing diapers? Which is cool, but it's really wordy. So we just reduced it to living out the Great Commission as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Amber. Cameron. Let me paint a picture. We are in this closet. (laughs) It's the most secluded part of the house. And if you were looking at us right now, you'd you'd think we were slow dancing. (laughs) We're just standing here in this closet. (laughs) Maybe I'll try and get a picture after we're done. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, This is great. I'm excited. So uh, thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for marrying me. Uh, we're going to talk in this episode about how we met, um, how we transitioned into having children, and then uh, we'll redeem the mom hack, which didn't happen last time we were together. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll actually get to those things. So like mom hack, what you're loving, that type of thing. Great. And so you fun. got some listener feedback on this kind of episode I did. Shout out to Lindsay, who sent me an email with um, some suggestions of what we could chat about, Cameron and I. So Yes, this is great. Thanks. And I'm really nervous because when we did this the first time, I was like, uh, you might have one listener. <laughs> and now you have tons of people listening. So I'm like on the spot. Yeah, definitely nervous. Okay, you're I'm doing, not nervous you're anymore. You're doing great. Thanks. Let's talk about how we met. Okay. So my first memory of Amber is uh, when we were on NET during training, NET Ministries, which is a, a Catholic youth ministry. Uh, they train uh, people who are right out of high school or college to do uh, retreat ministry or parish ministry for nine months. Mm-hmm. And most people travel around in a van for nine months doing retreats. Mm-hmm. And we were on a parish team together. But before that, I remember we were in the same uh, co-ed small group in our training and my, one of my oldest memories you were driving and uh, you were like in the middle of the road trying to back up this van that was connected to a trailer <laughs> and it was not working yes let me preface this by saying okay so it's a 12 passenger van and when they asked when I was assigned as a driver I expressed that I was a little concerned with backing up the trailer because we hadn't had the van training yet. We were going to get that later in training, but this was just to get us to the camp. So I expressed my concern about not knowing how to back up with the trailer. And they said, oh, you don't, don't have to worry, worry about it. <laughs> you won't need to know that. Um, we're just driving to this camp. We're just driving straight. Yes. But we made a wrong turn <laughs> and sure enough, we're on this country road two lanes and we're I'm having to back up and I remember how patient you were that's what stuck out to me because you were like back up oops sorry oh move forward oh sorry sorry like waving at people (laughs) your little wave 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I was I was really impressed with how patient you were. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, on net, you signed this agreement that uh, if you develop an attraction, that you won't act on it. You won't talk about it. You won't pursue any romantic relationship throughout the year because it um, it can just be really messy. Uh, you're devoting your whole heart to ministry and it's not the time to discern your future. Uh, right. Like a, like a dating fast for people who have done other ministry. Yeah. That's kind of what they refer to. Yeah. So refer to it as. when I realized, you know, I'm journaling about Amber and I'm thinking, oh, dang it, I have an attraction to her. That's <laughs> when it kind of <laughs> hit me uh, halfway through our first year. And then it was um, a, two years of waiting. Uh, but uh, we learned a lot about each other. Um, you know, for me, it was learning how to see Amber as my sister first and that was a big deal because I had been in so many relationships before where it was like it was kind of like what we can get out of each other instead of um instead of you know what we can give or even seeing every woman as my sister first um I mean it's revolutionary it's you know we have the same father in heaven so Mm -hmm. we're all related to each other and I should treat my sister a certain way before I consider her as, you know, my spouse. And so that was painful. (laughs) The waiting, so waiting, you know, after those two years before we could start dating was, um, I describe it as Lent because it was waiting um, for Easter. And Amber described, since it was waiting, you know, for Amber, she describes it as Advent. Advent. (laughs) (laughs) Two different perspectives. Just anticipation and excitement and... Yeah. That's right. So. And then we decided to get married and then first comes marriage and then comes, do we get a baby carriage or just go straight into babies? <laughs> we we just started well, having babies. I think we got the carriage first. Yep. Yeah. Like a baby That's shower. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We had it on our, um, uh, registry. Like, registry. That's yeah. what it's called. And then <laughs> Lucy came as soon as she could have come. Yes. She was like. <laughs> and it fits her personality. She's like, you know, she's just such a spitfire. So she's like, okay, play with me. I'm your kid. Yeah. Um, so we had Lucy, had Peter. But what happened uh, in between, I'm talking this whole time. That's great. Okay. I'm really enjoying this. Okay. I'll talk more in a little bit. Okay. Um, what happened in between, uh, you know, serving with Net and getting married and having kids was, uh, you know, Amber got a job. Uh, as a parish secretary, I got a job uh, working with St. Paul's Outreach. And can you talk a little bit about what that period of our life was like? You know, we really want to have a family together. Mm-hmm. Your husband doesn't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, how are we going to make this work? Because our dream is for you to stay home mm. with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of trusting God and he just made things happen. Like you had talked about, like, I don't have a college degree. Um, and now we're expecting a child. And well, what was amazing is that you had a full-time job. We're going to school full-time. We're a husband and a father. Yeah. Um, all at once, which was crazy and awesome. God just made it happen. And I was a stay at home mom. Um, so yeah, yeah, we just, 
it was just prayer and trusting in God. That's just it, because he, like, what we realize is he, he wants um, good for us more than we want it, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I felt like it was so far away that I was going to be able to have a career, have a spouse, have a family, right? Have a have a degree, <laughs> like all those things. It seems like you have to put them in order and takes 10 years to accomplish all that but mm-hmm. in the in the course of a year mm-hmm. like all those things happened at once yeah so we we just i left net started working for saint paul's outreach and then um actually before that we were talking about getting engaged and we said we're not going to get engaged until we're making this this much remember that yeah and like then a you had joint a, income yeah and then i had a job change where i began working as a parish secretary and you had a job change where you started working for St. Paul's Outreach with like a short amount of, a short amount of time after we had prayed that and we had like and the, yeah, reached what we felt like you we came needed. back from your interview and you're like, uh, so they just offered me this much, and I can start next week, and then we did some math and then we we're looking at each other and you know I can't say that I'm gonna propose to you because that would ruin the <laughs> surprise even though we both knew it was gonna happen and we're just like it's gonna. that's what we said without saying it yeah Um, that was so exciting and then so that was a fun time of our life um before we had kids and the early years of marriage when I was pregnant I was um we were both working we had like some really fond memories we were living in an apartment where we had to do a lot of driving to places so we spent a lot of time in the car together yeah yeah, we we were talking about what our life looks like before kids because when you have kids it just like your schedule completely fills up. But before you have kids, you fill it up with other things. And mm-hmm. one of the things was we both had a job and we're both driving a lot to the job and then you come home and someone's making dinner and then before you know it it's time to go to bed. So yeah. we the mornings was wake up, we'd have a latte mm-hmm. as my father taught me. Mhm. I'd be in my robe, yep. as my father taught me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we'd make lattes and we'd drive in the car. And it was as quick as you could do it is 45 minutes to, like, do the trip. Mm-hmm. We, from... were, we were a one-car family. Yes, we that's right. We still are a one-car family, but, yep. yeah. Uh, we'd drive to drop Amber off, and then we'd drop, then I'd, drop, I'd drive to my work. Uh, and that was a 45-minute trip. But when it would snow, it would be close to, like, an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. Yeah. And that was crazy. So we just drive a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was this coffee shop on the way to Amber's work that we'd stop at. Remember that? Uh, Caribou? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'd have so many fun memories there. Yeah. In fact, that coffee shop is where you... I offered you a position. Yes. As stay-at-home mom. Yeah. We, we went and got coffee. And Cameron offered me the job of stay-at-home mom, and I accepted with a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the noises. We have our uh, drinks in this small closet. Mm. Coffee and tea? Yep. I'm a tea drinker. Amber's a coffee drinker. Yep. So, yeah, we're in this coffee shop. It's like we feel like this is big adventure in front of us, and then mm-hmm. you... We were so excited for you to be a stay-at-home mom, and you, you would say that's your dream job. Yes. Like. That's what I was looking forward to eventually being That's why you went mom. to college. That's. <laughs> yeah, really. I, <laughs> I, 
I mean, I loved... So my degree in school was health promotion, which I loved. And then after college, I did work at a medical practice for a year, kind of as a case manager with um, the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. I worked in Camden, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And I loved being able to use my degree a little bit um, there. But being a stay-at-home mom is just awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then it's just happily ever after, right? (laughs) It's like you're in your dream job. It's like smooth sailing. Well, here's the thing, because I love being a stay-at-home mom, but there's a lot of days where I don't like being a stay-at-home mom. Okay. And so it was like this. This is news for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) This wake-up call of, oh, it's not all smooth sailing now that I'm a stay-at-home mom in my dream job. What what were you thinking before you became a stay-at-home mom? You were just thinking about the... The, the like the fun well I was thinking things. about what I remembered from my mom was a stay-at-home mom which I loved mm-hmm. and so I what I remember is all of course the happy memories mm-hmm. of like being with my mom my mom making dinner like doing things as a family together and so when I pictured being a stay-at-home mom I just pictured those happy memories <laughs> without right. thinking like oh yeah there's probably like sacrifice that my mom went through <laughs> for us to be able to have <laughs> happy memories and dinner together and that sort of thing. So, um, I think, yeah, I was just thinking of those memories. So then reality hits and mm-hmm. there's a lot of hard parts about being a parent, which a lot of you listening know, um, because your schedule, your life is not your own, yeah. <laughs> right? That's your, that's kind of theme of mm-hmm. being a Christian, but also as a parent, like your life really is not your own. Um, mm-hmm. and your schedule is not your own because th- your kids kind of take control of that <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. I remember before you, um, we had kids and you jumped into that dream job. Some of the things you were thinking about was like, you know, I really want to get into the seasons and yeah. I want to like, make our home like correspond to like the liturgical seasons and just, I mean, secular seasons as well, like fall and just, just make your home a place of welcome and, you know, get really into like cooking and that kind of stuff. And, you know, spend all your time with the kids. And it's really hard when you're both working because you're like, it's, I mean, like you're both you have your concerns at work and your concerns at home. And when you like double up your concerns at work and you're, you're both like worried about things that are going on, you're trying to catch up, catch one another up on your life. And it's just a lot more to think about. Right. So you think becoming a stay at home mom is like, Oh, I don't have to worry about any of that. It's all about just Taking our kids. kids yeah. Up at the house making dinner yeah. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, you know, sometimes you just need a break from that Mm. and you need a break from your dream job. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing about being a a parent is it's 24 seven. So when you're, you go to work, um, then you have that, when you leave work, you have kind of that transition of now I'm just in relaxation mode or like getting things done at Mm -hmm. home. Um, but when your parents, your kids, your work is around you all the time. Yeah. So, so it was a wake up call. 
Yes. And there's so much joy with that. Mm. Like, I think there's a lot of joy and a lot of fullness that comes with um, being a parent. But yes, it was a wake up call in terms of, um, yeah, just how tired you are, even though everyone tells you that before. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets frustrating because everyone likes to tell you how tired you are, mm-hmm. but how tired you will be. Um, Sleep is a precious resource. Yeah. It is. But I, I felt like before we got, before we had Lucy, people often said, oh, you're going to be so tired. But they didn't often say, you're going to be so happy. Yeah, right. Because it's so fun. I, yeah, I there's you wouldn't a lot trade of, it. Yeah, exactly. There's so much fun that comes with it. That's so true. Paint us a picture of some of the wake-up calls you had. Hmm. Is it like in the middle of the night? Like we had to bounce Lucy so much. Like it was yeah. up at least five times every night. And not just like patting her back but you'd get up out of bed like be holding her she she had acid reflux so she had really a lot of trouble sleeping she'd love to be bounced which mean meant she would expect you to bounce her all night right and yeah, by she, you i mean me too yeah both of us <laughs> it was both of us actually during that time we each had a show that we got into because we'd wake up during the middle of the night and watch our show and bounce with lucy oh my gosh and in that moment it's like disarming a bomb when you're trying to like lay them down carefully <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah that's just it just grinds against you yeah. it's like what i want what everything in my body is saying to me is sleep i need it like i need to survive i'm gonna die yeah and then this kid crying at you and it's it's the your life is not your own it's the meeting point of the cross it's an intersection that like my will and god's will are just like (laughs) grinding against each other and it's during those times like during the night when the kids are crying that i pray a little prayer jesus Help my husband to take up his cross and follow you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let me go into my dad hack because this is associated. Okay, okay. let's hear it. So uh, last time I shared a dad hack, it was the um, straight jacket diaper changing. Yes. Where you you change their shirt, but only halfway. So their arms are stuck and they mm-hmm. still think you're you need to do some work so they don't squirm around and yeah. you can finish up down there. Here's my new dad hack, and it's a rhyme. So if any of you dads are listening, there's probably one dad listening. Probably. Oh, shout out to Koji. Yeah. Koji, you're not a woman, and you're not a mom, and you still listen to this podcast, so shout out to you. Yeah, awesome. And also, I should give a shout out to my brothers and my dad, who <laughs> yeah. also listen to this podcast, Okay, which is Ron, awesome. who is my father-in-law, and any other dads out there. Here's the dad hack. Happy wife happy life. And I've just really come to realize how important it is to have the spouse who is the woman, the wife, um, happy. And it just, man, there's such a strong connection between home life and your wife. And if she's happy, things are just so much easier. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, I hated it, but it made it all worth it when you'd come out and you'd be so rested and you just, oh, <laughs> be so mood. cuddly and <laughs> happy. And then it made it all worth it. Um, Cause really that's what it's all about. I found. Yeah. Mm. It's all about you. Anyway. <laughs> 
So you can have your spouses listen to this episode. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. So true. Um, can you talk a little bit about your routine as a mom? Yes. What does it look like? I would love to. Um, it's kind of changed through now that we have two kids. Oh, I would say. And now that I started a business and we yeah. moved. Yeah. So I'll just talk about Imagine. how what our routine looks like now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to uh, eat this little Butterfingers. Yeah. Great. <laughs> we, um, so what's helpful for me, which maybe isn't necessarily how, what's going to work for you, um, because I'm learning it's just things work differently for everyone. But we're, what works for me is having um, set things that I do each week. So not necessarily I do this every single day, but for example, Tuesday mornings we do story time at the library. Um, and that's so helpful because Lucy, especially our oldest, knows that it's coming. She loves story time. Um, she is like learning like some of the songs. She's becoming more comfortable, um, with herself and going the first couple times we went, she, uh, was nervous and just wanted to be by, by me all the time. Now she likes to sit at the front and she does all the songs and listens to the stories. And so having that, like every Tuesday, Every Thursday, we do a homeschool co-op in the morning, um, which is awesome. So we have those set things that we do Mm -hmm. uh, every week. Saturday mornings, we always take a bike ride as a family to the coffee shop. Sunday mornings, we do mass and donuts. Um, So there's just things that we do every week. Tuesday evenings, uh, we do Eucharistic Adoration. Um... And so I just love that we have those set things, uh, Mm -hmm. that gives me something to look forward to each, you know, day of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, it gives the the kids some things to, uh, look forward to and kind of have a feel for what's coming during the week. Um, the routine is great in that way. Um, yeah. And it, it also gives you, um, permission I hear a kid crying. Yeah. Should we pause? I'll go check on the child. <laughs> well, if it's Lucy, you'll be right back, right? Yeah. It's Lucy. I okay. hear her. Great. Let, me, let me share something with the audience. Okay, great. Hey, woman of the world. Um, what I was just about to say is that a routine like that, a weekly routine, gives you permission um, to have those days <laughs> where you just want to... Uh, like pass out and let the kids crawl over you and uh, put on movies and stuff. Um, yeah, because, you know, Amber knows, well, over the course of the week, we'll get these, you know, things done. We'll go to story time, uh, to library, we'll go to um, adoration, we'll go to the coffee shop. All those things will happen. So now I have permission to just, I'm really tired. I just need to like lie on the floor. <laughs> Um, and not feel guilty about it. So I think that's important for a weekly routine. And then uh, I was going to ask Amber about a daily routine. Uh, for daily routine, looks a little different. Right now, We what we want to happen is that we wake up at the same time every morning uh, because uh, we want to pray every morning. Um, and not just saying prayers, but actually talking to the Lord, meditating. 
Um, hi, Lucy. Hi, Peter. Do you want to say hi to Mom's friends on the podcast? You want to hang out in the closet with us? What do you say? Hi. Peter, can you say hi? Hi. Oh, that was loud. It's okay. We can adjust it. Oh, yeah. All right. Part two will come later. All right. This is life. Hi, friends. If you're like Cameron and I, you will understand why I love today's sponsor so much. (laughs) You know how difficult it has become to get date nights since having kiddos. With the cost of a babysitter and the struggles of leaving the kids, date nights don't happen as often as you'd like. Enter Date Night In, a subscription box service that sends you a date filled with fun, unique, and spontaneous date items and activities every month. Date Night In's highest priority is helping you to connect with your spouse in a new and creative way. And best of all, there is no time pre-planning. It's simple, automatic, stress-free, carefree timelessness. We could all use a little more of that. For 10% off your first date night, visit diapersanddisciples.com slash date. And thanks for supporting the show. Eight hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, From nap time to bedtime. Yep. So we just had a whole day of chasing the kids around, and that's why we sound less peppy. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about routines, and yes. we're talking about weekly routines, and then um, what else do you want to share about that? Well, was there anything else you wanted to share? Because at oh, this I, time you were... Yeah, I just talked about how, you know, having things in your week... Um, which is might be redundant for people who just listen to it, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you worry about it in okay. the editing bay. Um, but it's good for you to hear it. So when, you know, you, you have certain things throughout the week, like you do on the evenings of every week, um, not only does that, like, set you up for success those days, but it gives you permission on the days off to, like, be really tired and yeah. not do a lot, not feel pressure to do mm. anything. Um yeah. Like I use the image of just lying on the floor and then the kids crawl over you. Yeah. Like put a Netflix show on and you don't have to worry about it because, you know, you know you'll get to the library. You will you know you'll get to school, that yeah. kind of stuff. It'll happen. Yeah. So gives you permission. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for saying that. Um, well, I want you to talk a little bit about when I take my prayer time because I haven't really mentioned that, but um, prayer is essential. And yeah, we could we go into the that. daily routine. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so our kids get up. Right now we're not at the point where we're getting up before our kids. Well, here's a... Should I talk about our milestones? You should talk about just... everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sure. uh, the past couple of weeks we hit two big milestones in one week. Yes. The first is Lucy is now potty trained. Yep. The second is they're, they were both sleeping through the night. Mm-hmm. So those, we'd been praying for those for a long time, and then they happened. So if you're praying for one or both of those things, keep praying, because <laughs> it will happen. Yes. Um, but we've had a couple rough nights with the kids recently. But I now that they're both sleeping through the night... Hopefully we get back to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about wanting to start our mornings like 
before the kids get up and I mean the well, best best way to start is we're both up before the kids we have coffee and we're praying yes which like, we've done before together yeah which is mm-hmm. just the best way to start I love yeah. that so if you can do that that's just awesome yes and I think we're we're getting to that point we're close because now we're not getting up all the time yep. although last night was terrible so I guess so you get up when the kids get up usually, yeah so lately. usually I yeah I've been getting up when the kids get up um, and then I, we usually go upstairs and have coffee and oatmeal. Our kids love oatmeal, so. And we do steel cut oatmeal. Yes. Which takes about 40 or more minutes to cook. <laughs> On the stove top. <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's better than the one minute oats. Um, so we do that. And then, um... Sometimes we do something in particular in the mornings, like story times in the morning or um, whatever. But by between 11 a.m. and noon, that's when PJ's getting tired. And he's about a year and a half. And he's just doing one nap now. So when he gets to that point, I put him down for a nap uh, during that time period. And this kind of gets into my mom hack. Can I just share my mom hack now? No. Okay. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> I might have to come up with a new no, mom I'm hack. Quite, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> my, so what I do is when I put PJ down for a nap, that's also when I put Lucy down for quiet time, which she doesn't really nap much anymore, um, but she will take like 30 minutes of quiet time in a room where she usually sits in her bed and reads or she plays with these little tiny animals that guys they're so small they're like less they're like smaller than a quarter and um oh a lot smaller than a quarter they're like the size of a penny she loses them tiny all the time but she loves these animals and we've been using them as an incentive for her to use the potty yeah so when she poops on the potty she gets one of those little animals anyway so she's got these little animals so she'll play with those during her quiet time um and during that time that 30 minutes that is my time so if i haven't prayed yet by that point that is when i take my prayer time and i sit on that couch and i have my coffee and i usually sit with some scripture or spiritual reading um And that's when I usually do my prayer time, if I haven't done it prior to that. Sometimes Cameron and I do morning prayer from Liturgy of the Hours together in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. Mm -hmm. So that brings Um, us to the afternoon. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, um, that's usually just like fun time with the kids where you go outside and play Mm -hmm. or... um, Sometimes I'll go, well, sometimes I do this in the morning, too, where I go on a run with the kids in the jogging stroller, and um, if we need to run errands, sometimes we'll do those in the afternoon. And, yeah, that's pretty much our day. So right now, um, if you're a regular listener, you know that we're living with my parents right now. So my mom does dinners most of the week. Mm. I'd say maybe I'm doing dinner, like, once a week. At most. Um, Yeah. And so that's awesome because then I know a lot of you are also trying to figure out, like, how do I do dinner? And 
So I guess I would say when I was um, doing uh, dinner regularly in our old house, um, I usually that would be the time when I would put on like veggie tails or something like that. Because if you have little ones, you know, it gets crazy right around five o'clock, four yeah. It's like just chaotic hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so usually I do that or, um, um, yeah, if they were occupied doing something else, we're okay reading or playing, but usually that was what I would resort to if it got too crazy. Um, yeah, so if you, if you can't pray in the mornings, it's good to have, like, to coordinate the kids' quiet time or nap time to happen at the same time so that you can yeah. have at least 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. So that was my mom hack. But I, I'll come up with another mom All hack, right. so don't yeah. worry. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also wanted to share a little bit about uh, things we're struggling with and working through. Yeah. Because um, I think it's helpful hearing from other married couples to know you're not alone. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think our struggles usually fall under a couple categories. Um, th- these are like themes that we've held on to. Uh, since we started dating, uh, things that came up in both of our prayers and then has come together in our marriage and continue to resurface. And that is practicing the presence of God mm-hmm. and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about those two things and how it's a struggle and also how it's important? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So um, practicing the presence of God uh, if you haven't read, there's this little book, um, by Brother Lawrence, well, it's writings from Brother Lawrence, um, called The Practice of the Presence of God? I think so, yeah. Practicing, okay. The Practice of. Um, it's excellent. Uh, we both love it and would recommend it. So basically, the idea of practicing the presence of God is being attentive and aware of God throughout your day. Praying constantly. Yeah, praying constantly, exactly. Even in, like, the mundane or when it seems like God's nowhere around, recognizing that He is with you right at that moment Mm -hmm. and calling Him to mind. So often we'll say to each other, pee the pee. You pee in the pee? Yeah, (laughs) you pee in the pee. You're practicing the presence. And uh, that's really helpful Uh, Because it's so easy Mm -hmm. when you are in the craziness of Mm -hmm. the day to forget God is with you and is present. Mm -hmm. And so remembering that helps to remind you of the purpose in what you're doing, Mm -hmm. the purpose in changing the diaper or making the dinner or cleaning up the mess. Um... I mean, you can also, like, I mean, even when the kids are not, like, taking your time, when when you have some time to yourself, it's so easy to just open up your phone or computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's been really hard for me is, you know, when I have little breaks or when I'm on a bike ride or something, just to not be plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge thing, like, to realize Almighty God is with you 
and that that's like the most important attention. Mm -hmm. Um, God loves you like right now Mm -hmm. and he's with you right now. That's powerful. when, when you sit with that, um, instead of like looking for all these different half loves in social media, like Mm -hmm. looking for the notification or the message that makes you feel better. Like it's not enough and it's Mm -hmm. not good enough. Um, so it's been amazing practicing the presence of God. And it's not praying constantly. Isn't vocal prayer constantly. It's not saying prayers constantly, but it's an attitude of prayer, Mm -hmm. an attitude of conversing with God. Like when me and Amber spend time together, sometimes we're just in the same room together. Um, or on a walk and we don't have to be talking. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what practicing the presence is, is just knowing he's with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it, it takes practice. That's why it's called practice of the presence of God, but it's not like this really difficult thing. It's a really simple movement of the heart and then gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I'll just preface this by saying like, as a culture, as, uh, humans we have a remarkable ability to become dissatisfied with things i saw this picture the other day it listed um like 50 years ago all the things we have in our cell phone if you were to buy them separately would have cost nine hundred thousand dollars oh my gosh <laughs> like the phone the portable camera the internet device the storage like wow. all that stuff 900 grand and if you were to just take a time machine from 50 years ago to now or whenever it was, like you would be blown away. Everyone has a million dollar device in their pockets, mm-hmm. but we're just like, we don't care. Hmm. And we're, we're, fl- we're flying on planes and we're concerned if they're like five minutes off schedule, you know, mm-hmm. if they're taking off a little late. We're flying through the air and we're so easy at getting dissatisfied with things hmm. we have. And for us, it's like. I married the girl of my dreams and I have two kids. I just love, <laughs> I I'm doing my, my dream job, um, in video and, uh, I'm healthy. Uh, we don't have any debt. You know, there's so many things I can just, uh, rejoice in, but like, I just mostly, I just am dissatisfied. I'm looking mm-hmm. for the, something to satisfy me and it's ingratitude. Mm-hmm. It's not seeing all the gifts as gifts. It's just seeing that as stuff you have. Mm. What would you say about gratitude? Yeah, I love that. That's that's perfect. And I think it, then in contrast, when you are more aware of it, like um, when you are practicing gratitude, for example, um, what was that book you read by Anne Voskamp? Oh, A uh, Thousand Gifts? Yes. So if, if, One Thousand Gifts. If the listeners have read it, it talks about gratitude. Basically the whole book is about gratitude. Um, and there's a practice where you like start a gratitude journal and are writing things that you're grateful for. Did you find that when you were doing that, that you were just more joyful? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you start, you know, it would be in the morning when I'd write in it and I'd want to come up with at least 10 things I'm grateful for. And they, I would try to make them different. Like I wouldn't just say the same things every day. And my mind started to become aware of so many different things, like the way the light comes through the trees or 
the sound of my wife's voice or like, um, like the smell of dinner or, um, like the way my son says dada, you know, things like that. And it starts to train you once again to, to be grateful. And isn't that what we all want? It's like, (laughs) well, we don't, we honestly, we don't want more money. We don't want, uh, more fame or anything or more security we just want happiness and that's a shortcut to happiness is to be grateful for what you already have (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's great oh that's so true that's good a little side note remember then when i tried to tried to write the gratitude journal and you wrote the same like same things (laughs) (laughs) like 50 times i wrote chocolate (laughs) just chocolate (laughs) like i would describe things in like a sentence just like get all the nuances of it and you just write chocolate <laughs> chocolate <Coffee>. wine <laughs> alone <My husband>. time <laughs> oh gosh so yeah okay. we're we're just learning that every day like gratitude and practicing the presence i mean even today like when the kids came in and interrupted the podcast i was like i don't want it like i just want to get lost in my phone or i want to use up some of my alone time that I've accumulated. <laughs> so we we play board games a lot, and the winner gets either five minutes or ten minutes of free time to just, like, they can accumulate it and cash it in to just do something on their own, uh, like a break. And I really wanted to use that today. <laughs> and I could have, but I, I, I had such a hard time being present with our kids. But it was those moments today, you know, pushing the kids on the swing mm-hmm. um, or like chasing them down the sidewalk, um, sneaking up on my daughter and like throwing her in the air yeah. or wrestling with them on the bed, things like that. Like that's what life is about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we need to soak that in. Like we need to, uh, you just can't get enough of that. And that's what, mm-hmm. that's what's going to matter um, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think gratitude just gives you that awareness mm. for uh, the goodness of God. Mm. So, yeah, we really, we just work on that every day and it's really hard because mm-hmm. we need to work on that. It's not because yeah. we're really good at it. Yeah, exactly. That's why we brought it up as the things that we struggle <laughs> with, are yeah. things that we're working on. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say that's somewhat related, but not exactly on topic is, um, with being present to the kids because this is something else I struggle with it's easy to see all the things that need to get done or the crazy messes Mm. um and it's easy to then like put those as a priority and so I've tried to get better about uh just spending time with my kids Mm. like (laughs) even though that sounds crazy because I'm home all day with the kids, but actually yeah, just but you can, being, yeah, yeah, being exactly with them yeah, instead right. of like making all the beds, putting away all the toys. Like sometimes you just, I just want to be with them and make sure they know that I just, I'm oh, there with them, awesome. you know? I, I remember this one time, um, I was putting Lucy's helmet on to go on a bike ride and I had the same thing. I was just like, okay, put the helmet on like get him in the Mm -hmm. trailer let's go on a bike ride you know we're spending time together that's great but then I just had a thought like I want to give her my full attention in this moment Mm 
I knelt down, I looked in her eyes, I said, Lucy, you're so beautiful. And her face just melted. She was just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, she just adored me, you know? Yeah. That's the best way I can say it. But in that moment, she just like, oh, my dad. Yeah. You know, I could just see her. She just felt like she was, you know, she she looks for that all day, like the affection and admiration of her parents. And when we're with them, they don't really get that unless we're with them. Mm. You know, we acknowledge them. Yeah. I'm just going to open this door. Cause okay. I, do you hear a kiddo? I don't know if I turned the monitor loud enough. Oh. Can I turn it up a little bit? Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'll sing the... um a theme song while we're waiting. Let's see. Wait, that's the Jeopardy theme song. <laughs> that's okay. It was close enough. Okay. Um. You said um, so I'm waiting for the uh, next I part know. of that phrase. I realize I've been saying that a lot. Oh, that's okay. You can say um. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, well, I just noticed when I was listening to some of the other episodes. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I want to get this trending. Hashtag, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so um, if you haven't listened to any other episodes, I would listen to them right now. And we should do like a drinking game, but with coffee or something, because you love coffee. Every time Amber says, I love that, <laughs> um, take a You'll drink of like- coffee. 10 cups of coffee in one episode. <laughs> I great. love a lot of things. <laughs> and when people are telling me, it's just, I wonder if I, that's a person. It's genuine. Yeah. But I wonder if you that's just a say pers- the same thing. A personality thing. Like, um, if you're familiar with the temperaments, like sanguine, I'm a phlegmatic sanguine. And so I think the sanguine side is just to like hmm. acknowledge when you love something. Yeah. And yeah. so I just say, I feel like I say that a lot. But mm-hmm. anyway, I do say it a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm a melancholic phlegmatic, so I need to, like, say the same thing in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, can we go back to what you were just saying about when you looked into yeah. Lucy's eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So another time, remember when you went on the daddy-daughter date with her? Mm-hmm. And wow, it sounds like I'm a really good father. <laughs> this is just... You just, are. I'm a, I'm a good father. Yeah, yeah, I'll give myself that. But it just sounds like... I would just go into like the best, like the, these are just the memories that are coming to mind, but we do struggle with a lot of things. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So you were on your daddy daughter date Yeah. and, um, you got in the car and you asked her, do you want to listen to music or do you want to talk? And she said, I want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> that was so sweet. That was sweet. At three years old, she just wants to talk to her daddy in the car. That was so sweet. I love that. Yeah. Another... Hashtag. <laughs> I Actually, I noticed I say that a lot too. Do you think that yeah. came from me? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there are things that I say that came from you. Probably. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It happens with marriage and we're starting to look like each other. So that happens too. <laughs> yeah. Things like that happen. Right. Um, another thing we struggle with is balance of juggling all mm-hmm. the things we have to juggle. Yeah. So with moving to Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, starting a business, mm-hmm. you starting a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Peter is only a year and a half. And that was, I mean, we're just getting over the adjustment of that. I feel like, um, yeah. And it's hard. Like, um, you know, Amber's 
this podcast is a passion of Amber's and it's, it's a great thing that's happening, but it's also not easy sometimes. Like, um, it means I'm working a half day on Fridays. Mm -hmm. So that means, you know, I need to hustle before then. And, um, you know, Amber, it's her time away from the kids (laughs) for the week. And Mm -hmm. it's really important to her for that. And it's important for all of us. Um, so there's, there's that piece. There's, uh, just starting a business and figuring that out and going to school. Oh yeah. I'm going to school. Uh, it's like 11 hours a week, a commitment, um, living in a new place. Uh, it's just a lot to balance. Mm -hmm. And I actually think we're, we're pretty good at balance. I think it's just the uh, period of our life we're in. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that's great to know how to balance is to put things in priority order. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, if you know you need to pray in the morning but before to be sane, then you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know that if I get four and a half week days of excellent work in, that I'm going to be able to be present with the kids mm-hmm. while you're on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so balance is, is difficult, but I think we've we've gotten better at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So let's talk about your mom hack. All right. Your new one that you just came up with. My new mom hack, which I had a bonus one written down just in case. Um, I didn't write it down, guys. Okay. <laughs> I've got one. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> if you have a child that has trouble sleeping... And you have not tried the exercise ball. That has been tremendous, I'd say, for both of our children. Yes. Right now, how we put PJ to sleep, if you can believe this, we put him in his car seat. I believe it. And then we bounce the car seat on, on the, the exercise, exercise ball. ball. Yeah. Because so, he's all strapped in and cozy. Yeah, so he feels cozy. And then when he wakes up, the first time he wakes up, then we just transfer, Cameron transfers him to the crib. So that's been... That's a cool mom hack. Yeah. So that's been great. Maybe something to try out if you've been having trouble getting your kids that's to nice. sleep. Sweet. Uh, yeah. What What is something you're recommending? Yes. Okay. I wanted Cameron to add this one. Um, the recommendation one. Um, and I wanted to recommend the game Marital Bliss. Oh, that's great. As you know, we love games, but this game is... And we love Marital Things, yeah. Yeah. All things marital. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Marital Bliss is a game where there's all these cards. Let me preface this by saying you can purchase it or you can actually download it for free. The people that created it have a PDF you can download for free. And it plays over the course of a week. You each draw seven cards, which are challenges. Challenges. Mm Mm-hmm. Ways to love your spouse. Ways to love your spouse. So it'll be like, open the door for your spouse. Do the dishes. Do the dishes. Or... Compliment them. And then some of them are harder, like put toothpaste on your spouse's (laughs) toothbrush. And depending on their difficulty, you get more points uh, if they're more difficult. Yes. So the thing is, if your spouse guesses... Was that your mission? Yeah. So if your spouse guesses that that was one of your mission cards, then... They get the points. Or they're minus points for you. 
No, then you just don't get points. For oh, okay. It. But if you don't do the mission, That's right. then you get negative points. Yeah. So if the, when you first draw the cards, you can choose then to discard. You know any the one cards. that's like watch a sunset together. <laughs> so we're we're never able to watch a sunset together. So we've tried to figure out ways to watch sunsets. I forgot what you did one time, but one time I was like, "Oh, Amber, Come check out this cool. sweet video." And it was all these time lapses. Because I was looking at time lapses yes. and videos, and we watched like five sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible because at the time you were for work, were needing yeah. a time lapse. Yeah, or I was something. doing it for work. And, and so I was like, I was like oh, <laughs> I, could, I could find a time lapse. <laughs> and that was sunset. like seven or eight points. I feel like that was a seven massive, points. massive challenge. Yeah. And um, I, you know, that game can be off putting to some people because it's like, oh, is this sincere? But I think it's just a heart thing. Like, you can yeah. make anything sincere. Yeah. And it, you're both agreeing to the game, so it's just fun. It's like, it oh, is. was that your mission? It's all, like, secretive, and it's it's just, yeah, playing a game over the course of a week. I feel like it. when we're playing it, I'm loving you better. Yeah, me too. I'm, like, more aware of it. Because then the other thing is you want to do things that might make your spouse think <laughs> that it's their challenge, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and then there's a reward. There's reward cards at the end, so there are various rewards, like... $25 to spend or, or sleep in, in sleep the in in the morning breakfast or in bed. whatever you want yeah you so know. anyways I'll link to it in the show notes because that was my recommendation that's great I love that <laughs> <laughs> what are you loving recently yes that's different yeah okay. that's different because because you don't do you uh, do you love the marital bliss game I do but okay do you I'm recommend loving... what you're about what you're gonna say yes. you're loving? okay well Just it's a sanguine. little different <laughs> Okay, it's been a while since we played Marital Bliss. Yeah. So I'm not loving it oh, recently. okay. But I wanted to say it because I think listeners would enjoy it. Got it. Okay. I'm loving two things. First thing, the fall weather. Because I think mm-hmm. being a stay-at-home mom in the fall is the best. <laughs> I really love being a stay-at-home mom in the fall. There's so many fall activities you can do with the kids, and I love the feel of it starting to get cold, and I love the candles which my favorite is, I think it might be discontinued now, but Walmart USA brand used to have a scent called French Toast. Mm -hmm. It is so perfect for fall. So (laughs) if you're at Walmart and you're in the candle section, just check it out because it's amazing. French Toast. So I just love fall. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is something that we just finished, which is Last Chance You on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, or should I talk? Yeah, about yeah. I mean, it's a it's a documentary series by Greg Whiteley, who directed Mitt, the documentary on Mitt Romney, um, and it's it's about this um, small town. Where is the town located? Do you know Alabama? Alabama, maybe? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Western Mississippi. Is it? Oh wait, maybe it's Mississippi. It doesn't matter, honestly. It's a okay. it's a small town, and the the only, like, uh, basically, th- this town puts all of their money and emphasis and effort in this one football program mm-hmm. because they're they're so successful. Like they they just have built such a great football program, and it's called Last Chance U because. Uh, the players that play at this, on this football team, it's like their last chance at uh, becoming something big. 
because uh, they have you know trouble with the law or trouble with grades or both and you're really rooting for them mm-hmm. um, and it's just a great exercise in storytelling and uh, getting you to care about people and who doesn't love a good sports film too yeah. so it has a lot of that yeah. like every episode has like a at least one game mm-hmm. that uh, you just want them to win mm-hmm. so it's that's excellent yeah and the characters i mean the people they follow are just you just feel so connected to them mm-hmm. and you get to learn their stories and so we just finished the second season of that which was great and we really enjoyed that mm-hmm. so that was the other thing i'm loving i'm liking that and that was it Go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? Let's finish each other's sentences. Did you want to talk about... Talk about the, the um, top topic... Three. Three <laughs> things you've taken away from podcasts. Yes. Yeah, let's go through them quick. Because, I mean, these women, they, they got to do dishes, got to put the kids down, they got to yes. get their wine time. I think they're doing all those things while they're listening. Oh, okay. We got all night. But... You guys can just leave this podcast on as you go to bed. <laughs> As you're falling asleep. Okay, okay. I'll be quick. You got um, this. Top three takeaways. From the first ten episodes. This, nine episodes. Yes. Okay. My first is living out the Great Commission as a mom looks different for moms. It doesn't Great. look the same for each of the moms I've interviewed, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, second, we're not alone in motherhood. Even if you don't have like other moms around you. I've noticed, you know, we all have similar struggles, challenges, yeah. things that we're facing. Right. Okay. Third, prayer is, a, prayer is essential, but it looks different from when we were single and before we were moms. Mm-hmm. And before you were in ministry, <laughs> like, especially if you were in yeah. ministry and like it was scheduled in, like for us, it was literally an hour mm-hmm. every day, just a chunk to like get into prayer prayer pray and transition to the next thing so yeah yeah looks way different that's great yeah love those takeaways if people have a question for you or Mm -hmm. want to give feedback um because really you want to be a service to moms you want to know what your audience cares about what they want to hear more about yes two things the first thing is they can visit diapersanddisciples.com and there's a contact page where you can write a question or have a guest suggestion or a prayer request Um, and if you wouldn't mind on the main page which is the show notes page if you scroll down to the bottom there's a survey if you haven't taken the survey I know I've mentioned this like three times now Maybe this will be the last time I mention sure. it. I shouldn't promise that just in case I mention <laughs> it yet. But if you could take the f- survey, that'd be awesome. It's five questions because that'll help me understand where you're coming from a little bit better yeah. and be able to plan episodes in the future better. Now, that's great stuff for your audience, like getting their word in, helping helping themselves out. But really, the best way they can help you is by leaving a rating. Yes, leaving a reading or review. It's huge. That is huge. And so maybe in the show notes to this episode, I'll put how you can do that. Okay, that'd that's be, a good idea. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's it's really finicky. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. 
And anytime I've left a review for something, I just find it difficult. Yeah, and if you're... It's a labor of love. (laughs) It is. So thank you for those of you who have left reviews and for those of you who have tried. Because I think if you're, like, not... If your iOS is not updated, it, like, won't let you leave the review You need, like, your um, Apple account, whatever that is. Yeah, your Apple ID. So I know it's can be a little bit of a trial so but thank it you. is so helpful for your podcast <laughs> it and honestly it's huge like yeah. the th- the podcasts that get reviewed um and have good reviews like they go to the top of the list mm-hmm. um yeah so if, if you could do that that'd be wonderful that'd be awesome hashtag yeah. i love it hashtag, i love that i love that yes um one more thing i'd love to end with is if a song no um one of my favorite it's something in prayer so one of my favorite uh scripture passages is john chapter four and whenever i feel like i don't know where to go with my prayer i'll oftentimes open to john chapter four which um part of that is uh the woman at the well and something i just really took away from it this past time i was praying with it as a mom, is uh, the woman at the well, after she encounters Christ, she goes and tells, like, the community about her encounter with Christ, and then the scripture says that um, they came to uh, basically believe because of her testimony, mm-hmm. but um, then they sought Christ themselves and believed no longer because of her testimony but because they found christ themselves and i was just thinking as a mom how much uh how true that rings um to me with raising my children and especially now in the early stages like just loving them and telling them about jesus and telling them how much god loves them we are like the women at the well that are just telling our children and, um, eventually they are going to come to encounter Christ themselves, but first they're going to hear about him through our testimony and through our sharing. So, um, I just wanted to offer that as some encouragement, I guess, to end the episode. That's great. It reminds me of, um, the reasoning behind naming this thing Diapers and Disciples. Mm-hmm. Why did you name it d and when there's so much competition for that those uh letters (laughs) dungeons and dragons yes why did you call it diapers and disciples besides it being an alliteration yeah i think so because um it's about making disciples of our children like as Mm -hmm. as parents and that's really like where it came from, like showing our children the love of God and encouraging them um, in, you know, just formation in Christ as they're growing up. Yeah, I mean, um, society is made up of um, neighborhoods. Neighborhoods are made up of families. Um, as a family goes, so goes the nation and the world in which we live, JP2 said. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, how much of an impact you have when you have uh, 
you know, 18 plus years with your kids before they mm. leave. How, how much formation they get from watching you and mm. listening to you. And, um, you know, the world might be falling apart around us, but if we can be disciple makers of our kids, we're going we're gonna to change the world. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Let's end in prayer. Jesus, uh, we love you. Father, we love you. We're tired and we're uh, stressed and uh, we don't have enough time in the day and uh, we're falling apart basically <laughs> we don't uh, we're, we don't have enough time for ourselves and we're trying to figure out how to give of ourselves and find the balance in this whole parenting thing and so we need you and that's the plumbing That's just our life. We're in it. We're in it. Lord, uh, we, we offer our lives to you and give them to you as an offering. Um, we ask that you give us the grace we need to just be faithful to that uh, call, to our vocation. And uh, we want to do it. It's just hard. We need your help. So please send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and to guide us so we can uh, be faithful disciple makers uh, of our kids. And please bless this podcast and all those who hear it. I pray for the intentions of all the listeners. And uh, Lord, we love you. Make us saints and bring us home. Amen. Amen. I can't, I don't remember it. That's okay. okay. That's pretty close. You'll add it in post. You don't do that at the end of every episode. What do I do at the end? This song? Yeah, I do do it. That's your voice? (laughs) You have been listening to Typers and Disciples. For more information about the podcast and for links to everything we've talked about in today's episode, visit diapersanddisciples.com.